The views, ideas, and content of well seekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Well Seekers. Hello, and welcome back to season four of Well Seekers. We are helping you rise and come back to the mind and life that you love, helping you change your life story. Um, and from a holistic approach. I'm Lucia, and I'm so honored to be here with you this season and this week, talking more about anxiety in 2020 and the impact it's had um, and how we can help reduce it um, during COVID-19 um, and just in general, but especially during this time in our society. So if you were with us last week, we talked a little bit more about scientifically what anxiety was, how it actually is something that's happening um, in a part of your body, um, which is your brain. Uh, we know the paths, pathways it takes. We know how it generally comes out, right? But what's different person to person is how we deal with it. Um, and some people deal with it by trying um, to calm it down, right? Because you're trying to help yourself by calming it down with things like overeating, undereating, alcohol, shopping, right? Just things that are you're trying to do to help with your limbic system. Some people freeze, they um, get anxious and, and they lay down and they don't get up, right? For, for the majority of the day. There's lots of different ways people respond to anxiety. Um, and um, in 2020, especially, there's been an increase in anxiety, an astronomical increase. The mental health um, Association of America said that they've seen a 400% increase in people taking their assessment tools for anxiety and depression, which we talked about in detail last week. So these are huge, huge numbers. So don't think this is something that you're one going through alone if you're feeling more anxious, but also don't think it's something that's made up. This is real, right? And just to briefly recap before um, we get in, into this week's topic and having Sharon Lawrence come back on to talk to us. Um, what is anxiety? It is your mind perceiving a threat, right? And that threat can come from a variety of things. And I think we all know right now we are all being threatened on so many levels. So um, don't feel as if you are alone in this, right? One of the things that I thought about um, since reading the research that the Mental Health um, America has done on um and I just want to get you get everyone their their site as well, MHA. Um, it's mhanational.org. So Mental Health America is mhanational.org if you want to take um, that screening tool. But one thing I thought about is how are we doing compared to the rest of the world, right? Because this is a global um, pandemic. And uh, there was, of course, a research <laughs> firm that partnered with another company to look at exactly that. Among, they chose nine countries. So Australia, Canada, France, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, the UK, and the United States. And what they did was they started to look at the mental health impacts to date that um, countries were reporting due to COVID-19, right? Um, we all know that the negative impacts of COVID-19 are astronomical, especially from a mental health perspective. Um, and this is something that we're seeing now and we're probably going to see long-term as well, right? So what they found though, is they surveyed about 9,000 um, individuals and asked them to talk about um, negative 
economic consequences, negative mental health consequences. So the US and UK have been less likely, here's something interesting, to get the needed mental health care that they that they absolutely felt felt like through this research that they needed, right? So the UK and the US were the least likely um, to get help, but Americans were more likely than any other country to report that they had mental health concerns. So of those surveyed, 33% of Americans said that they were feeling stress, anxiety, or great sadness that felt difficult to cope with life um, since the start of COVID-19. Next in line, Canada and UK tied at, at about 26%. The least was Norway at 10%. So even though we have the highest amount of people feeling and reporting like they need mental health services, we have the least amount of people getting mental health services. So um, Australia was the highest at 54%. We were the lowest at of those people that reported only 31% of them. Um, got help. So if you're looking at that, right, so 33%, one in three people because of COVID need mental health services. And of those, you know, one in three people, a third of that one person, so is getting, is getting help. Um, So if you look at in terms of 10 people, right? Out of 10 people, 3.3 of them, um, even though you can't do a third of a person. So let's just say three, three of them need help. One of them will get it right? So we're struggling. Um, Americans were also the most likely to report that they had negative economic consequences during COVID-19 at 31%. Um, The least there was Germany at 6% and then the Netherlands at 7%. Um, Americans, Australians, and Canadians were most likely about tied, but the U.S. led the way to report losing a job during COVID-19, right? These are all major life stressors that lead to anxiety. Um, There was a correlation, which is a no-brainer that Americans who faced, well, not a no-brainer, but there is correlation, a no-brainer to those in the field, right? We know that economics directly affects mental health, right? Because if you don't have enough money for your basic life needs that is going to cause stress, anxiety, depression, right? So compared to all these other countries, Americans who faced economic problems were the ones who often faced mental health problems as well, right? All of this happening because of COVID-19, because of all the other additional stress we're facing here in the U.S., right? So one of the things to consider is what else is happening in the U.S. during these times that's not happening in other countries. And we all know that that's vast. There's a vast majority of things happening right now that's also affecting mental health. All this to say that we are a country that needs help with anxiety desperately, and we are a country that's not getting it. If you're listening in other countries, because I know other countries do listen, I hope that um, you learn something about your country and where it ranked um, in in those nine. Um, Those nine were chosen by this organization because they all were around the same as far as economics, right? So they wanted to compare them. So we need some help. We started last week talking about anxiety, what it was specifically, and now this week we're going to dive into more how to help 
Um, and Sharon Lawrence, she is a licensed clinical social worker and a professor. Um, she is going to join us again in just a moment to talk about that. If you have a topic though that you want to talk about, we want to hear from you. So make sure you reach out to us on all of our social media at WellSeekers. In- that's on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on Twitter. You can find me at Lucia Naz. But we really want to connect with you this season in particular. Um, every season we've wanted to connect with you, but we want you to help us find your topics and tell us what's important to you as we as we move through the rest of the season. So um, stay with us. We will be right back with our guest, Sharon Lawrence, in just a moment right here on Wellseekers. After a long day, taking time to love yourself and your friends and your family more well can be a challenge. We're so burnt out and exhausted and stressed from working so hard during the day, we forget to love the people and the places and the things that are important to us. Well, Lucia Knight is here to help. We're gonna be a retreat and a treat for your day. A place to laugh, to connect, and to learn to love yourself and others more well. We're gonna talk about relationships, ways to sleep better. We'll have expert guests, personal stories, maybe even a musical guest or two. We'll share behind the scenes into my own life as well, my friends, my family, and of course, my relationships. So close the door on your day and light up your night with Lucia at night. Also, make sure to check out more at wellseekers.com for simple and real life ways to bring wellness home. I'll see you tonight on Lucia at Night. You're listening to Wellseekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. And we are back on Wellseekers with Sharon J. Lawrence. She is the founder of Sela Wellness. She is a licensed clinical social worker. She is a professional coach. She is just all around amazing. Um, and she is a therapist for therapists, which is so needed, especially right now. And she is back joining us again for a second part of our series on anxiety. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lucia, for having me. I'm excited to be back again. (laughs) I know. So this series, we kicked it off with you helping us talk about stress and anxiety, the differences and focusing on anxiety now. And Mm -hmm. of course, the prevalence that's happening and the increase this year during 2020. If you've just listened to episode one, awesome. Welcome back. If not, and you want to deep dive into the differences and you want to learn more about anxiety and details, absolutely click on episode one um, to take a listen to that. But just briefly, Sharon, can you give us the overview of what anxiety is for those that maybe just clicked on episode two? Absolutely. So anxiety is that constant, persistent worrying that ends up showing up and, and it can show up connected to a stressor. It can show up without a stressor even being present. It causes you to have issues with sleeping, difficulty concentrating. Um, You may be agitated. You may be um, having issues with appetite. It can show up in many different ways, but mostly it has the attachment of worry. If someone is listening right now, can you just give some indicators if they're thinking like, wait, do I have anxiety? Are there any classic markers that you could help people? And of course, this is not diagnostic. Always visit 
your own mental health professional and professional, but just if someone is curious. Yes. Again, I will say if you're finding that you're worrying a lot about things that you normally would not worry about, um, especially if there are things that you're saying, okay, I can't shake this and I seem to be obsessed with it, or there's no, there's no valid reason for me thinking this way, but I can't let it go. Or someone may be telling you hey, is everything okay? You seem to be really agitated, really irritated. Um, You don't seem like yourself. Those are some indicators that it may be time, I'll say maybe time to connect with a professional just to make sure everything's okay. Or if you're finding that you're having a hard time just focusing on work or getting things done around the house, or if you're sleeping a lot, you don't have a lot of energy, motivation is really low, I would say maybe it's time to connect with somebody just to figure out, okay, what is happening and how do you actually get back on track? Somebody who can help you work on some techniques. Absolutely. So we talked about that deep dive and in this show, we want to talk about some coping methods for for mind and body. And obviously this is not an exhaustive list and we're going to have experts come on, holistic experts in their field respectively to talk about different aspects that I'm sure Sharon's about to touch upon. But if someone comes and says, I have anxiety and here's how it's manifesting, or maybe they're at the level of stress and just listening and they don't want this to be a pervasive problem. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some ideas and coping skills are sort of my favorite thing um, and coping methods. So this is going to be a good conversation <laughs> and self-care. Some coping methods for mind and body at that holistic level. And you right. know what? We talked about this last time, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop saying mind and body because I guess it is separate, but your mind is part of your body. I don't know how yes. nobody's made that link before. So it's really right. brain, I guess. Yeah. Brain. The brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For body, full yes. body holistic care. Yes. And so when you're talking about strategies that are um, simple and doable, before you can tell someone to breathe, uh, that's hard. Uh, when they have 10,000 things on their plate. So for me, I'm often I'm often trying to figure out, okay, can we talk about what your day looks like? What is your typical routine? What is on your plate? Because I, I'm going to see if I can look at getting them to adopt some type of strategy that allows them to write a list, to take a time out, and, and then add those strategies to be present in their day from beginning to end. And so then some of those strategies can be such as taking a time out, um, making sure that they're meal prepping, uh, because we know that when people are stressed and or they're anxious, what's going to happen? They're not going to eat. They're going to say, oh, I didn't have an appetite. Uh, so you want to make sure that they're eating something, even if it's a piece of fruit. So making sure that there are things throughout your day that's going to help you reset and refocus and re-energize. Um, and so I'm going to tell them, you know, you may want to do meditation. You might, you may want to take some deep breaths. You may want to count to 10. You may want to even count steps as you're walking to the bathroom. That is a way to kind of refocus. Those are one of the strategies that I give individuals in anger management, that sometimes when you're walking away, just start counting and it helps them to calm down. The other thing is I would say, maybe look at your diet in general. Are there some things in your diet that maybe your body is responding to? And so maybe consider, you know, changing your diet or eating according to your blood type. I know that that is a big thing now that people are doing because they're realizing that what is healthy for one may not be healthy for their particular blood type. 
speak to your doctor about your medications? Is it possible that you're responding to something different? So you may have to go and get something changed. Um, but making sure that you're sleeping at night, that you're meditating, or if you don't like to meditate, do you like music? Because we, like I said, what works for one does not work for all. You may like other things. I know individuals who say, I like to run. People may say, I like to walk, get fresh air, get that vitamin D. Um, so go outside and let the sun shine on you. Mm. Let it kiss you. And so there are things that you need to do. And, and especially with bedtime, turn off the TV. Oh, absolutely. Turn off those lights. Yeah. Get the sleep you need. Cover up the alarm clock. If you're like me, I still have one of those clocks that, you know, shine really bright. Turn it, make it face the wall or cover it. If you have a cable box that has one of those bright little power lights, cover that too. Do things that you know are going to help you sleep at your optimal level. If mm -hmm. you're able to get blackout curtains, invest in those. They are the best thing since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. I mean, so these are things that can help your coping strategies be really, really effective. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we talked about this a little bit before you were on, Sharon, but just what it does neurologically when you participate in these self-care items is fascinating. And mm -hmm. we think, okay, just eat a healthy diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can an unhealthy diet do, right? But mm -hmm. it can do a lot. Um, it, it changes the chemicals in your bodies, what's released, what's not released, right? And keeping yes. that steady is so important. So healthy diet to the best of your ability. You also mentioned physical exercise, so important. Mm -hmm. Relaxation techniques that you talked about. Like I mentioned, we're going to have a couple of people come on and talk about traditional relaxation techniques and unique relaxation techniques because right. there are some out there. One of our guests is going to come on and talk about floating. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of float tank. What works for one person doesn't always work for the next person, right? right, right so right. having a wide range of relaxation techniques is so, so important. Yeah. One of the other things that I've heard too, and I don't know if you've heard this, but avoiding alcohol and reducing caffeine mm -hmm. and yes. smoking as well as self-care for to help reduce anxiety. Absolutely. And, and if I can just add, extend grace to yourself. You're already trying to get rid of distress and anxiety and a pressure that was present. So if you find that all that you had in place for that day did not go as planned, extend grace to yourself. Do your best. Mm. Don't beat yourself up. Start again tomorrow. Mm. So remember, this is about trying out new things and putting new things into practice that's going to help you be better, but it's not meant to beat you up. Mm. And so make sure that you're not putting pressure on yourself. That's a coping strategy as well. Being kind to yourself. Yeah. And some of that too is, I think, related to something called CBT, mm -hmm. which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I always say, if you have anxiety, look for a therapist who's certified and trained in CBT. Yeah, I am. And it is, there is a difference, right? Between mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. talking about things and then actual formal skills and coping training sometimes and CBT exactly. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. And if you can change the way that you think, you're ultimately changing your behavior. Yeah. At what point, Sharon, do you, and this is different person to person, and I'm going to say it again, always contact your own mental health professional. When do you think it 
if someone should think about other things, because sometimes medication is helpful mm-hmm. for anxiety disorders. Is there ever a point where you're like, okay, this is something that maybe they need to talk to a prescriber or um, their primary care physician? Yes, indeed. I can think of a number of clients where I said, okay, uh, CBT, EMDR, we've processed this and that has been effective, but this seems to keep coming up and there may be something else there that I'm not seeing or cannot tap into. And I will encourage them to at least have a discussion. Um, I won't say, it sounds like you need to be on medication because I'm not a psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. but what I will say is, would you consider speaking to someone? I have a list of professionals that I trust um, who I have referred to in the past. It would help if you at least sit down to know if there's something else we're missing because having that fresh set of eyes and and someone asking different questions at times because they may hear something that we didn't hear. I think that that can be helpful. And so when you find that you're kind of at this point where Nothing's shifting in a particular area and, and, and particularly with anxiety where it's just persistent, again, constant, and you cannot shake it and it's starting to get worse or increase. I definitely recommend speaking with either a psychiatrist or a psychiatric nurse practitioner, mm. uh, someone who specializes in psychiatry. Um, No offense against the primary care physicians, but unless they can say that that was a concentration of their study, I often will tell individuals, try to refrain from speaking with your primary care physician about psychiatric medication because they may not be aware of new things that may be on the market or new strategies. And so I try to connect them with somebody in that particular area. I actually completely agree as well. I always refer to either a psychiatrist or an APRN that can prescribe yeah. and specializes in mental health because mm-hmm. it is unique, right? Any mm-hmm. like any part of the body, it's a specialty. Um That's and right. primary care physicians are great, but they're just that they're sort of know a little about a lot. Exactly. This is one of those things that a specialist is so important. Again, this is your this is your brain, right? Yeah. And you need to make sure that you're with somebody who knows how to support you and that you don't want someone experimenting um, on your brain. Absolutely. Um, I had someone um, whose primary care physician gave them a medication. They literally were catatonic. Mm. And this was a person who I would see laugh and joke. And I kept saying, something's not right. Mm. Something's not right. And so decisions had to be made in that moment to get this person the support that they needed. And so, but it was scary Mm -hmm. because you have people making decisions when it's not their specialty or they may over prescribe um, where five milligrams may be okay with a med, but they gave 25 or 30 Mm. right out the gate and it's going, no. (laughs) So remember, it's your brain, it's your body, it's your mind. It's everything that we're talking about. That's a priority. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you treat it with kick gloves. You're saying, hey, I need to, I need help and I want to get the best help possible. Absolutely. One of the other things that you talked about, um, CBT, obviously an important modality to look for if you're looking for a therapist mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you have anxiety, because sometimes I think people are confused. There's so many therapists out there and they don't know what to pick, right? So sometimes they'll just right. pick someone randomly, but looking for someone right. with specific training in something like CBT is so important. Mm-hmm. You mentioned EMDR. For those that don't know, can you um, tell them what that is and why you think that's important? Absolutely. So um, EMDR, which stands for eye movement desensitization reprocessing treatment, is typically used for individuals who have 
who have had a trauma, um, maybe have a diagnosis of PTSD, but it really is helpful and is considered to be um, the fast track when addressing trauma, that in brain spotting. I'm still learning about this brain spotting thing. Mm. Uh, and so with EMDR in particular, it is meant to mimic um, our REM sleep while you are awake. Normally when something happens to you, what happens? We go to sleep, we sleep on it, we wake up the next day and we feel kind of refreshed. Your brain has kind of processed and you're okay. But when a trauma takes place in your life, what happens is it kind of sits in your brain in, in its raw form. And if you think about a record uh, that is kind of just playing over and over and over again, but you cannot get it to stop, that's what trauma does. And what happens with EMDR, it allows you to pull that event or that feeling associated with that event to the front of your brain, the frontal lobe, and address it in therapy. And so it's not talk therapy. There are hand movements um, or finger finger movements or light bar movements. It depends on what techniques your clinician will use. I often will you know, move my fingers from side to side, or I have something called a Theratapper. And the Theratapper will vibrate from one device to the other. And it's supposed to mimic your eyes moving from side to side, like when you're in REM sleep. Mm. hope that makes sense to everyone. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I, I think like all things, some people love it. Some people don't get as much yes. out of it. Right. Mm -hmm, and each mm -hmm. technique is unique, but just knowing that there's one out there like that, that as you right. said, it's not just talk therapy, it's more action-based same yes. with CBT. There's a lot of homework. You're not mm -hmm. just sitting there talking, leaving, and then coming back a week later. Right. There's a lot of things to look at and that you can mm -hmm. bring into each session. So mm -hmm. if you want to explore those CBT and EMDR, two evidence-based modalities that are really important in the treatment of anxiety and anxiety-related challenges. Right. Sharon, before we let you go, anything else that you want to say about coping methods or just in general about the times and what you're seeing and experiencing and how you're handling it? This has been a challenging, what, six months. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> I would say that I'm feeling just like most people are feeling and, and, and to some extent, some days are greater than others. But I find solace in knowing that I have the luxury to call on my own therapist or my own psychiatrist say, hey, I, I, I need to talk through this. Um, mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I think that this is a time where more and more people are finding courage to seek out help. Um, I think more and more people are talking about mental health and what's happening. I also think that this is a time that people are grieving, as I said, I think in the other segment is that people are grieving what once was. Mm. And that's where a lot of the stress is also coming from, where you would have that right to work, whether in the car or in the metro, though that time has now been removed. Um, those hugs that you would get from granny or from your grandchildren or your your siblings that has now ceased. Uh, and, you know, and what we knew as our normal, it, it doesn't exist at this point. And, and so I'm encouraging people to be open to rewriting what the new normal looks like, rewriting their narrative mm. and be willing to be reflective and use this time to really work on some things that they've been wanting to work on, whether individually, whether home-based in terms of projects, um, relationship stuff. This really is a time that you can use to your advantage. 
once you've worked through what you are feeling and what you are experiencing, I encourage you to have, you know, the strength and the courage to kind of say, okay, now it's time to do some other work. I've been wanting to do A, B, and C, and now I'm going to do it. So don't allow this moment of challenge to hold you hostage. Very well said. And just so many shifts, like you mentioned, missing the 15 minutes in your car alone or the 10 Mm -hmm. minutes on a bus or a train or wherever you get your, your time to re-energize that's Mm -hmm. gone. Right. So being a little bit more compassionate towards yourself and to other people around you, that these are challenging times. Absolutely. Sharon J. Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us. And if people want to get in contact with you, find out more, where can we find you? I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube at my Sala Wellness. I can also be found on LinkedIn at Sharon J. Lawrence. And my website is mysalawellness.com. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on. And we will put all her links below so you can get in touch with her easily. Thanks, Sharon, so much for your time and your wisdom and for just being a part of our family here at Well Seekers. Thank you, Lucia. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be a part of the team. <laughs> we'll be right back on Well Seekers. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless, and with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data, coast-to-coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65 or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico, plus text and data in over 210 countries worldwide, all with the best phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at PulseCellular.com. Thanks for being part of the Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Now, back to the show. And we're back on Well Seekers. Thanks so much again to our um, guest, Sharon Lawrence, um, for coming on again and wrapping up the series on anxiety as far as the mental health aspect. We are going to continue the series with personal stories, um, with meditation, with workouts, and just keep going um, to help you in this area as best we can for the next four to six weeks. Um, I know at the end of each show, I try and leave you with a tool. Last week, we talked about some tangible tools um, that I use. This week, I want to talk about a course that was actually created specifically, Coping Through Crisis, a self-paced five-day guide to reduce stress, anxiety, and elevate your mood during these challenging times. Um, This course was developed with another amazing expert. Her name's Dr. Danica Harris. um, And I was honored to do this course with her. Uh, You can find it at wellseekers.com. If you click on courses, it's the only course there. We made this um, for this time for 2020 to help you through whatever challenge and crisis you're going through. Um, And because you're a friend of the show, because you're listening, if you enter the coupon code, code joy 20, you'll get 80% off the course. So, um, which is a lot. So 80% off the course if you put in joy 20, um, because we all need some joy in 2020. Uh, Again, it's self-paced, has so many tools, so many resources um, to help you cope through these challenging times. Um, I have downloaded the course and work myself through it sometimes because I really do have said this before, but I use all of these tools in my own life. Um, I practice what I preach and I don't know what I would do without them because 
this is and has been such a challenging year. Um, and we know it and we feel it and we know you are feeling it as well. So we hope that the information we can give the experts that we have on and the tools we can provide for you, um, can help you live your best life story. Um, and rise and come back to where you want to be because that is the goal of this show. So thanks so much for joining us here on Well Seekers. We will be back next week with our guest Swami Veridan talking about breathing meditation, how we can breathe through 2020 in a different way. So thank you for taking the time. We know you have a lot of different places where you can spend your time and spend your energy. And we truly, truly are honored that you choose to spend it with us. So thanks for being a part of our seekerhood and our family. And we'll see you next week here on Well Seekers. How would you like to join the conversation? Email us anytime at hello at wellseekers.com.